0: Solo, Temer, 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 temer. Ma tutti, Temer, si è la porta, Temer, gol, gol, go. da dietro, Pirlo,
1: Hey, Juventini, welcome back to the All UV Cast channel, where, of course, it's All UV all the time. And this is the post Juventus Venezia match podcast. I've got Anthony, I've got Omar. We're going to recap the 2 1 victory from Juventus. Okay, so it's another victory Monday, and it's based on the results. One that Anthony predicted yesterday and said, look for Roma dropping points against Bologna, and that seals the deal. Juventus has qualified for the Champions League next season. Okay. So it is Mm -hmm. all sealed. But does that make things all good in uh, Juve land for the Juventini? Not necessarily. We're going to talk about this. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. A lot of mixed, mixed feelings. We're going to tackle all that. We're going to get into highlights of the match and uh, all the uh, surrounding topics today. If you're checking this out on your audio outlets, get over to YouTube, okay? Subscribe to the channel. Quick reminder for everybody like this video, subscribe to the channel because you're all automatically entered to win the Vlaowich Away Kit, okay? That's right, in a couple of weeks, that's gonna be given away. Another quick reminder, as we get the business out of the way, check out stripedheartsapparel.com All right, here's the lippy, dedication tees, and then we've got the throwbacks. To the crew next throwbacks to uh, obviously the 2001 and 1994 jerseys. Let's get after this one today. Anthony and Omar here. We're going to get into the highlights. We got Jeremiah coming in here. We got uh, Jat right out of the gate. Ciao, fellas. Ciao. I'm going to tackle this one and start off. Should we get to the highlights, boys, and not waste any time?
0: Better, powder, get at her. Right.
1: Let's do it. Okay, we're going to start off with uh, the highlights of this one. Let's get right into it. So kick off uh, this one. Juventus comes out. Guns blazing. Okay, so a lot of pressure put on Venezia, putting them back. Here you have uh, the ball chested down wonderfully and then Mm. ripped by Pellegrini. And this one, he rattles off the bar. You can see off this angle, the goalie almost overcommitted on his dive. So the trajectory of the ball obviously uh, had him fooled. But unfortunately for Pellegrini and Juventus, Does not go in. Juve did not have to wait very long, though, however. And the new uh, addition to the lineup, uh, someone everybody was uh, highly anticipating watching was Miretti, who puts a great ball back post. And uh, De Ligt heads on. And then the birthday boy, Leo Bonucci, okay, who we're lucky Mm -hmm. to have on the show with us today. Heads home, okay, getting the 1-0 lead to Juventus. Okay, so great, great start. Fantastic start. There's the Sally. Got the Sally going. And uh yeah, great start. At this moment, guys, I'm thinking, you know, based on our predictions and everything, that we're going to steamroll. Like it's mm-hmm. going to be a steamroll. Were you guys thinking the exact same thing after he starts this match like this?
0: 100%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, why wouldn't you think? <laughs> now we've got no. this thing, a little bit of a let up. And uh, here you have uh, Venetia. Of course, it took a little bit after that goal for us to truly let off, but we did let off uh, steam a bit. And uh, here's Aramu, that guy, man, I'm telling you. He was the one uh, that had uh, the goal in the previous uh, outing. It was one of our trivia questions yesterday. And then here you have him having a good rip. But uh, Chesney looked like an easy save. It was actually a good save by him. Uh, Challenging one anyways, uh, harder than it looked. He makes a big stop there. Then you have Venezia. They continue to put a little pressure. Here you have Danilo. You've got Benucci with a player on his back. So Henri's over here, and then there's a player right here. Danilo actually moves in on the cross to the player ahead of him. It actually frees up the header for Henry, and luckily he misses, and not by much.
0: Not by much at all, no. Got to say, at this point,
1: yeah. it's like, okay – we have let off we need to get it going again and put this team under and uh obviously now not a whole bunch left in the first half second half uv comes out we are chasing that uh second goal but not as hard i expected the beginning of the second half to be like the start of the game basically and us come mm-hmm. out like let's try and seal this thing and clinch it here you have a rip from Murata. The side rebound comes out. Unfortunately, we just don't get to it in time as it gets cleared out. And then, Venezia. Venezia starts to come at us. Here, you got a free kick again, Arami. But, uh, Shazny does very well on this. Reading it the whole way. And mm-hmm. uh, not biting to the short side. And making a great save there. Then you have this, this play. And... It's funny because we were talking about it on the watch along, uh, Anthony and myself. He said Rabiot can play a great game. You know, this one, it's not just him. You see all three of our midfielders, Miretti, Rabiot, and Zakaria. All three of them, these two guys slipped in behind. Even through all that, this goal is a hell of a strike Mm from Aramu from that distance. And hitting it off the volley. So he gets chested down here by his teammate and Rami just smashes this thing. And uh Shesney can't get there quick enough and it's in there for the equalizer and all hell's breaking loose. And you're just I was losing it because again, it felt like yet another match where we are trying to figure it while the result is still in question. You guys agree with that? Feel the same way at that
0: it's it's hard to say that you didn't think it was not coming. Like they they had some chances, but you know when if when you don't finish your chances, we had few, uh, and you don't secure the ball. I guess a team like Venezia, there, something like this is bound to happen. You and I were talking, like you said, you and I were talking about on the live show. It just had that feeling. All it's just it's just going to take one shot, one deflection, and, and there it was. But this was a hell of a shot, man!
1: Like it was a hell of a shot, Omar your thoughts uh, at this point when, when, when would they
2: equalize i i the goal was in the air i felt it was coming because would just let up and you know it happens every game every game there is a long period where you would just let off and let the other team have another goal and another go and eventually they score if there's anything i can say for those smaller teams uh, from the league is that they do take their chances. They get, like, three or four good chances in a game. One of them goes in, while Juve, even Inter, Milan, they have 10, 15, and eventually one or two goes in. So the scoring percentage is high, which is fine. It happens like that in every league with every small team. They know that that's what they have to do. But it was a beautiful goal, beautiful volley, chested down by Peretz to Aramu. And I might be lying, but... I. Maybe his last goal was against us also before that goal.
1: That other one from the one one earlier in the
2: season, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't remember if he scored another one. I think he did it.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't doubt it. So he gets this one. Uh one one. Hell of a hit. Hell of a hit. It's gotta be said. And now the question mark remains: can Juventus turn it up again to find another goal? Well, to the birthday boy go the spoils. We got a corner kick here, and again, Meretti puts one in there. Uh, perfect spot right in the mixer there too. And, uh, yeah, headed down, and Benucci goes in there and just pretty much walks this thing in there, okay, and just uh, make sure he gets his body in good positioning. And there's the celly, and there you go. The brace from Leo gets it done, and Juventus gets out of here. Get me the hell out of this game. Three points, and uh, obviously with the result that came yesterday, that sees us qualified. All right, so now we can get into uh, all the goods of it and whatnot. I want to say hi to everybody that's now joined us, and the live chat's basically taken off. And you've got uh, RB Com saying top four secured. Now time to focus on Maed. That we got. Uh, we're gonna get into all that as well, and uh, let's get uh, to man of the match before we get into uh, all the uh, outlying topics. Man of the match for this one. I want to hear your guys' man of the match. Let's start with Anthony, and of course, everybody live, get your man of the match in here. Anthony. Yeah,
0: it's hard. It's hard not to pick Benucci, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a bit of a different path. I'm gonna you know break the mold a little bit. I'm gonna say uh, Maretti, What he showed coming out, uh, you know, from from the young from the young team to the first team, uh, you know, poise, uh, confidence. You know, he, he was uh, directing the troops. You know, you could see him, like, directing passes, you know, pointing where he wanted things to go. Uh, uh, you know, the, the easy one is uh, is Bonucci, but I, I'm going to give it to Maretti yesterday. He he played a hell of a game for his first game up.
1: There you go. Omar, who are you giving your man of the match to?
2: Yeah, uh, I agree with Ant, but I will go with uh, Bonucci. It's, a, it's his birthday. Come on. and let him have it.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. Look, it's, uh, it's awesome, all the hype and everything and everything that we were waiting for and anticipating out of Moretti. It's awesome that he had that and we're actually discussing him being in that mm-hmm. mix. That is awesome. Now, he is fully deserving of more opportunities and more shots. But more importantly, I hope this is like uh, a little bit of a sign, not for us to take it to an extreme. Anthony, I talked about that during the watch along yesterday. Let's not go to the extreme now where we start following all these youngsters and call for every single one of them to get in there. Make no mistake. Miretti was a standout at the youth side. Okay. He was standing out. He deserved the test. He passed the first test but there's mm-hmm. more tests along the way. Now it becomes continuity. It becomes stiffer competition and st- and challenging teams. So massive props to him. It's huge that he's even in this discussion in his first start. Love it. Mm-hmm. For me, Bonucci, he got the two goals that ultimately saw the result come to Juventus and uh, we needed it. We absolutely needed it. So let's go with him and uh, the birthday boy there. Now, let's just get right into this. Um, in terms of the matches, Miretti, I kind of just gave a little bit of a thought here on the youngsters and everything. Do you, How do you guys feel in terms of the discussion and the youngsters? And do you guys believe that, because there still remains this crazy belief that with Max Allegri, we will not be able to take advantage of the fantastic work that's happening in that uh, U23 side and everything that Carabini's built. Are you guys, you know, does this give you guys faith? Did, did you have belief all along? Where do you stand on it? And has anything changed after uh, Moretti's outing?
2: Homer? Yeah, it's, you know, not all youngsters do so well on their first game. And it was impressive to see him and the way he plays, the way things, uh, maybe he's a bit more accustomed to the way the game works these days with the fast passing one touch passes and you can obviously see the difference when you're looking at bernardeski or morata or quadrado take forever to pass the ball and he was like the ball got to him he looked before he passed it and one touch gave it to an open player even almost had a go now having said that there are two sides to this argument one side is i'm impressed Bravo for him he did great on his first outing in Syria the other one is should we worry that uh, two of our best players were uh, Miretti an 18 year old on his first outing and Rabio, who we know how good he is and how limited he is and these were our best performers yesterday uh, you know from the midfield up and two goals came from uh, Miretti crosses one from the league to bonucci one from danilo to bonucci so there's no involvement of the attack in any of the goals which is pretty sad actually against the last base team in the league mm-hmm. when we're fighting for for champions league so i'm happy for him but on the other end we need to look at humans if this is if it's that easy to be the best player on the pitch against uh the bottom of the table team then maybe something is just not right not working properly so I'll leave it to you guys to make your opinion. Yeah, that's that's well said. Ant?
0: Well, like, listen, Venezia stink. Like, I even wore the shirt yesterday. That team <laughs> stinks. Like, they are a good average City of B team. That's what they are. But fully agree with Omar. Like, Vlaovic missing yesterday. Um, Morata, you know, non-existent. And and I agree. You know, I got the Vlaovic shirt on now. Like, this is this is a beauty, by the way. Uh but I, I don't agree with the people saying, do you think we paid too much for Vlaovic? I think that's a whole separate conversation. We're going to get into Vlaovic. I think that's just crazy. But in terms of yesterday, I would I think Moretti has deserved his shot to play against Genoa. And I'd say even throw him out there in the Coppa Italia final. Let's see how he does against Genoa. Ake, for me, You know he had one sort of good outing and one terrible one. But that's just – You know he's young. Sule, we haven't seen much. I think Manetti proved that he can. He's he's earned more time. So, and I think uh, I think Allegri is going to give that to him. Yeah, he has to. He's he's earned it over Arthur.
1: Yesterday was a prime example. After the match, of how snippets of what Max says gets taken, and then they cleverly cut out everything, and then it's just the one line that has people flipping their wigs, basically. And in regards to the youngsters, he praised Miretti for his performance and uh, praised uh, the youth sector for the work that they're doing. Then he continued that he doesn't know if we we will see any youngsters by the end end of the season. Playing for Juve isn't easy. The boys are phenomenal one day, and then it seems they do not know how to play. They have to find their balance. Playing at Juve isn't easy. Some are ready, some are not. So, mm-hmm. when you take it with this and what he actually says in the entire context, he isn't wrong. We saw it through Ake. Granted that it was at a completely different position from one start to the next, but it was a completely different performance and one that left you, you know, pretty pumped on the 10 minute cameo or whatever as a winger other as a wing back was he just looked like he would never pass that halfway line and was too fearful and to take mm-hmm. the opportunities and whatnot. I don't know if it was planned that way or whatnot, but you do, you can't agree with that. Now this, as far as the rest of the season goes, though, if you've got top four sealed, there is no big difference between third and fourth. There's like nothing financially. You have nothing to gain. I don't see the harm in giving some guys some tests.
2: Although I would love jumping over Napoli. Go ahead, Omar. Although I would love jumping over Napoli in the table after they were minus 18 points, Sure, uh, which says a lot. But financially, you're correct. There's not much difference. So, I mean, if you had more guys that you could put
1: to the test, like Sule remains one that we need to see – more of these tests for Moretti. Moretti's earned it, whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's not the be-all, end-all. My frustration, and going back to this youth thing and Max Allegri, sure, you can take examples from back in the past of players that he's played and and that uh, they've kind of bounced out. You've got Benta, Pogba, Dybala when he first came. Dybala was also a 40000000 million euro signing. You're not going to just not use this guy. However, Mm -hmm. if we give you guys that – My frustrations, and I think many of the Juventini out there, and again, there's extremes to every argument. They're extreme in saying that they have no faith in Max. That's my personal opinion, to say that you have no faith in him with the youth project that's coming up to maximize it. I think that's extreme. My frustration was there were opportunities like this one that Maretti got throughout the season. I think Max was way too dialed in on the whole fourth place thing and the fear thing that like Omar pointed to, you had problems lineup wise with your key guys and your starters. And maybe that would have been a shakeup that these other guys needed It's say, Hey, we are kind of trying to do this, but this kid here comes this kid from the U23 and he's impacting this lineup. There's a problem there. And maybe that could have stepped some guys up because it isn't just Max and it has been performances from the key guys that haven't done enough and haven't given you enough. And it's just one of those things of finding answers. Again, I think there was opportunities earlier in the year. We could have given some of the young guys more opportunities. However, it's not the be-all, end-all. Okay? Um, It isn't the be-all, end-all. Ultimately, I think we got to trust the process and trust the fact that, as Max, as Agnelli have said, this is the foundation for what's to come. What's to come? Let's wait and see before we shoot it down, before it even happens. Agree on that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's and I've, you know, people have been hitting me with the, I don't want to see the youngsters play. I'm just looking at it from, like, I don't want to say a realistic point of view, but from the point of view of, trying to put myself in Max's shoes. Like his job is to get to fourth place and to progress as far as he can in Champions League. So he's trying to balance all these things. He's trying to balance a lineup through injuries. He's trying to balance um, playing time. You know, some guys may be carrying injuries that we don't know, but he needs them to play. Like there's a multitude of things that Max is trying to handle that we don't see. So the simple thing is for us to sit here and say, play the young guys. But he has he has one trying to maintain his job and two trying to achieve the goals of the club. And, and if his thought process is, I'm going to go with the older guys who I can trust to execute whatever game plan I need executed for this game. Those are the players are going to play. Cause like you just mentioned that quote, he said, sometimes the young guys, they just, they shut in, they shut out. They just, they don't get it. It's a big step from the youth. Yeah. From youth ranks to the city, yeah, it's a lot faster. It's a, it's a lot more technical. So, you know, I get we should have been playing more kids. Like, and a lot of people are going to blow up say, so, oh, look, look, look how good Maretti played. Pumped the brakes. It was against the city of Seaside. So let's just take it take it easy. But I think he deserves more time based on how he played.
2: Yeah. Look, Swari so just mentioned a couple of comments ago that this is the – the Genoa game is the first time this season where there's no pressure on Juve. None at all. They can play everyone yes. they want, uh, which I agree. But you, you can't bank on that for every season to start playing these guys only when there's no pressure. They need yes. to be ready in case you need them. And the guys who are in the you know in the main roster, they should know that someone is knocking on the door behind them. And if they're not going to perform, an 18-year-old will get will get his chance to show what he's worth. Uh, which i didn't feel was the case for all of the season and come you know february max really started to let these guys know that their place in the starting 11 is not secured in any way which i believe is a good reason it's why you know you try your best to maintain your spot it's nothing weird and the players need to know that if the winter knows he's going to be in the roster for every game but not play then you might as well stay with the u-23 and keep his game momentum going but if there is a chance to use these guys it can't be only at the end of the season where there's no pressure
1: yeah and that's that's my only frustration i guess in the whole thing is i think there was opportunities that could have been taken because we have some guys standing out at that other um level and this is what's all about is testing them and trying to see that. And not only, like I said, there are, there are effects that it could have on your starting guys because if they're not cutting it and you're looking to these guys and getting them in there, that should serve as a wake-up call. Like, I know it would for me, you know. If I were one of those starters and all of a sudden they're looking to like a 19-year-old and I'm like, oh, God, I got to pick things up here.
0: Yeah, no one ever replaced me. That's the problem. I never had that issue.
1: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Continuing on with Max's words, other ones that got people fired up. So in this particular match, Max was talking about it and just said, we had to slow down. Obviously, that's going to fire everybody up. After the goal, we kept going at the same speed. In games, there are different speed levels, and there are different moments. We have to grow in this area. The positive side is that we were looking for 2-0, and we didn't find it. So he's not wrong in saying that obviously the matches matches change, and they go through different moments and everything like that. But I don't agree with they had to slow down. Venezia was very toothless, even when they were trying to uh, turn things up. It feels like maybe this team, the players themselves, start to get into this shutdown mode if they feel like they're opening up too much. And then it starts to uh, to get in there with opportunities. I don't I don't necessarily know, but uh, these words honestly, at the end of the day, don't really bother me none. I think this team, regardless of what he says, I will feel the same way. They have to learn to go through the gears. Yesterday was a match we played in second gear. If we even hit second and stayed in that gear for its entirety. That's my thoughts on it. So regardless of what he year. says, this team needs to go through the gears. Um, Omar, and then Ant?
2: Yeah, look, I, I look around the league and Europe as a whole. All of the teams and the big teams' wheels are, are falling off. Same case with Juve, especially with all the injuries we had. Some of these guys are just – they can't put in a 90-minute shift every game. And if you expect Juve to That'd start okay. playing – Rabi Oken, congrats to him. Great. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but this season, it's great that we have him. If we didn't have him, I don't know what would have happened. He was the only Mm -hmm. player available all season long, uh, along with the goalkeepers. So, you know, it's fine to have that. If you expect Juve to start playing beautiful football in May when it doesn't matter anymore, then you're going to be disappointed. What you saw yesterday was Juve of this season, and it was... Nothing special. Everyone knew that after the goal, we'll take a foot off the gas and maybe half of the people could have guessed that we're going to concede one and then score another one. That's basically how Juve works. This season, it's not going to change in May, not even in April. So it is what it is. Just run out the clock on the rest of the games, Get your wins. Don't get into any heavy losses. Win the Copa is the only important thing right now. And exploit this time to maybe try a few of the youngsters you didn't give a chance to all season long. You had your excuses, fine, I get it. No excuses now. They need mm-hmm. to play and let the other guys rest. No need to play Quadrado, for example, against Genoa, because he was slated to maybe inter, maybe Genoa. Let the winter play, let Sula play. Uh, give these guys another rest. They put in one hell of a shift this season with all with all of the injuries.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have anything
0: to add to him? no no he said he said it perfectly I just uh, you know I'm getting dumped on here by by the comments I might have to come back and come back and comment <laughs> on some of those don't worry Luke I saved those um actually I'm gonna get back to one of Lucas heres and which one is it Arthur is gonna be out this summer he's one of the targets to leave so why wouldn't we play Maretti over him we know what we have in Arthur I'm not saying he's a bad player I'm just saying Maybe deserve was was the wrong word, but I think Meretti, to see what we have, because Fajoli's not going to be in the first team next year. He's probably going to, if uh, the, the club he's on now in Serie B, if they get promoted to Serie A, he's probably going to stay there. Uh, listen, Rovella's had a lot of injuries this year. Yeah, don't, don't kid yourselves. I can tell you that the club is probably concerned about that a little bit. So... With these next couple of games, deserve, sorry, Lucas, probably the wrong, wrong word. I know it's nice and sunny where you are and you're having a great morning, blah, 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 blah. blah. But I think you have to see what you have in Manetti. He's the one who's kind of shone a little bit, well, a lot. So let's let's see what we have. Definitely against Genoa. I'd say you throw him out there against again against uh, Inter. Let's do it. Why not?
1: Or even yeah. like, the, especially, definitely Lazio. So, it, and this is the thing, um... I've been saying for a while and my thing with getting them the opportunities and when they have to get those tests, you have Artur and Miretti. If we're even discussing that, this highlights the financial benefits of being able to integrate from Mm -hmm. that youth sector. Absolutely massive. When you look at what financially Artur stands you and if Miretti can bring you basically the same for a hell of a lot less. This frees up so much for this club. And then when you need to make the splashes, you can make the splashes. Like, we're not out of line, and we're highlighting an area if you can turn to a 19-year-old to give you essentially the same level that you've been getting out of somebody making, you know, between 5 and 7 mil a season that stands your club close to 50 right now in terms of value. Number one it highlights issues like Omar pointed out. Number two, man, you can really make some positive gains in this whole project that you is looking at. And that's the big picture about if you can get this and do it right. And, uh, yeah, it's just, for me, we, we have to take these tests. And now when you have team matches that mean nothing, you know, in terms of the standings and whatnot, get those tests in there and let's find out a little bit more. Right. But again, it's for the standouts. The standouts are the ones that need to be doing that and you need to evaluate. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting stuff. Max's words, we got a couple last ones to wrap up of before we get into some of the outlying topics. One of them directly leads into another topic that's been going around, and I see some comments we'll probably pull out, and that was on Vlaovic when Ant kind of started it. Um, we're going to finish it, basically. First, Max says, beating Virial... We might have burned energy for fourth place. Let's look at the positive things. 100% right. That's – I 100% right. I can't take that as a positive. It's not a positive, but it's true.
2: It's true. It's reality. It's, it is. It sucks. That he, okay, sorry, Omar, you start. Uh, you no, guys, no, I, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's just the reality of things. Uh, it we, what it is. It, We'd barely beat VRL with the roster that we had. Mm-hmm. And you want to go to the mm-hmm. semi, to the quarterfinals to face Bayern and then possibly face
1: Liverpool? We would have got roasted. We would have got roasted, I think, in the next stage of that comp, especially yeah. watching
2: those games. And imagine what could have happened. More injuries, uh, players have putting in some more games. Tough battle for fourth place. Uh, and you Travel. see how how everything works in Italy you had two games decided by referees this only this weekend that affects uh all the races going on for Europa League and for the Spudetto and everything now, you can't be sure about anything anymore I can't be sure that progressing further in the Champions League would have hurt us deeply yeah
0: now hindsight showing that Roma absolutely the wheels are just falling off that bus and Atalanta and Lazio now looking at it from now saying, Oh, we still would have been okay because the other teams are, you know, dumping the bed. Yeah. But you didn't know that at the time. So, and again, Luca's losing his stuff. I thought it was a sunny day over there. Luca. I, I agree with the, with the sentiment that a coach shouldn't say that, but it's reality. Like it, he's just saying we would have been like over exerting our resources. If we progressed in Champions League, And it's true. And it, it most likely would have affected the approach or the the path of achieving fourth place. Now we should be achieving the goal; should be first. I get it, but this season the reality, like Omar said, the reality is that was not the reality. The reality is we are a fourth place team and we we're struggling to get there. And Champions League would have overall hurt
1: our progression to that. I I'm not going to lie to you guys, whether it's a reality or not, I just didn't. Li- I just don't like it. And to and that's fair. And is it in that, fact, that's fine. a total reality, two matches, two it matches, or was going to change the scope of securing fourth?
2: Can so too, it, it can be. It could. can You don't know what would have happened sure if we would have lost be. one of those games. But I Maybe mean, part of the reason Roma's wheels fell off is because they knew they had no chance and you were focusing mainly on the league now. But mm-hmm. if we would have lost one game because we had to play Bayern twice, then Roma would have given an extra effort to make it to fourth place because it would have seemed possible at the time. I believe. I don't know. These are all assumptions. I don't think Juve could have managed two more games in midweek. We barely put out a performance in either of those games without the midweek game against top-tier European side. So I'm not sure we would have survived any of that. We could have lost two or three games just because of those two legs against Bayern.
1: This is a great point from Eric too. At that point I don't think we, we were that were close. Very close to making things interesting. I,
2: th- I think we were
0: we could have made things interesting. I don't think we we're that close. If someone could find that, that that'd be that'd be uh
1: I just I again I, I just whether I, whether it's a reality is still speculation. Like I mean right. but to to say this, it's almost like we're we're giving up. we're happy to be here, which is right. wrong. Right. That so is loser wrong. mentality. I
0: get, I get that, but just, it's, no, it's,
1: it's basically what you're saying is we're happy to be in this comp, and that's the part that bothers me from it. And sure. again, he's not wrong in saying that. I guess you could speculate that, hey, we would have we we had so many injuries, we're we're not playing well, regardless of its players, Max, whatnot. But I don't like that it gives up the vibes that Juve's happy to be
2: there. I will never no. like that. I, I would say I, I'm half happy because, you know, take it three or four months backwards, even a fourth place wasn't a sure thing. Uh, and when we drew VRL, there were still a lot of players available. Chiesa hasn't ah. had his injury yet. It, it, things looked different champions league-wise and league-wise. But now that we reduced this 18 points gap between us and... Uh, and Napoli, I'm pretty happy. I didn't see it happening back in December, so I'm like half and half and disappointed that we have the challenge for fourth spot. But in hindsight, it wasn't secure for larger part of the season.
1: I guess the thing is too like I'm used to a Juve that they'll always be in the European front, even if they are, even if we are going heavily underdogs like we used to in some of the big matchups and this isn't just throughout this decade of dominance that we would see some matchups, some opponents that we'd be like, Oh, this is going to be really, really interesting. This dates back to even the nineties and stuff like that. But you've always pride themselves on being that opponent that even if it was, we were heavily underdogs in there, you knew you were in for a dogfight fight and everything like that. And I don't like it because it kind of goes against An identity I truly believe this team needs to get back to at all costs. So I don't like when we fight against an identity that, number one, we've lost. And I believe we'd like to try and recreate and emulate. That's what I have the problems with. I don't think Juventus... I, I remain firm in what I was saying before. In terms of being happy, being satisfied with fourth place... At Juventus, you're always used to being another one of the losers if you don't take home that trophy, whether you're second, third, you're fourth. And I like that from the team. I like that ambition. I like that drive. When mm-hmm. you say things like this, it feels like we're just happy to be there. I don't like it. I don't like it. But now. the
0: reality is, is that <laughs> we stink. We don't, we're not good enough to win Champions League and we're not good enough to win the Scudetto. That's the reality. Now, I think the team is driving towards everything you're saying. We have, you know, there might have to be a turnover in players. There was a turnover in management. We're getting there. We're not. You just
1: don't say that though. Fair enough. Okay. But it's, you're fighting this. You're trying to build up your identity amongst your players, amongst your team. It just, it's strange. And remember, this is not just to Max, too. Okay, let's take Max out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Sartre. Let's look at Peerle. There were times where these guys said something, and then the guys who we're looking at to form the new spine, Delict came out, would have completely different words to say, completely contradicting everything his manager just came out and said. I stand on Delict's side because he has those ambitions through his words. That's kind of what you want. That's kind of what you want out of your manager. You want to see that synchronicity. So I don't have a problem with any of the other stuff Max said. I just don't like creating this happy to be there thing. That's all.
0: So you you and Luca here, you think you guys think it's blood sport. Don't you remember blood sport with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Don't show weakness. Don't show weakness to your opponent. We'll be fine. Let's just get through the season. Like I will be I will be with or not on your train on or off your train, whatever next season. I want to see what max does with a summer and then a full complement of players next year and see if that Grinta comes back. And that doesn't the-
1: change. That's never changed based on his words. Nobody's ever said he needs to be fired because of what he's mm-hmm. saying. Well, some people do, but to be unhappy with these ones, I could see these particular 100%. particular set of words yep. that said, Everybody's on the same page. Max is gonna have to be there next season. You have to create some sort of stability. And what I've been saying the most is let's start to compare Max to Max. Let's get away from this sorry, this Pirlo thing, and let's see what he can do in another season. And hopefully, and I fully anticipate, and I've been saying this a lot. I fully anticipate this team being in the top two next season and competing and i wouldn't be shocked us taking the scudetto in terms of europe i think we have a longer road ahead of us uh, to mm-hmm. get back to where we were.
2: omar yeah some of these guys you know it, it's contradictory because we all want the young guys to play but you have to learn how to challenge on three fronts and how to take care of your body now Ligt has done it with ajax uh, but Blahovic. those losses what? Know hey, the birds, the dogs. The dogs. is it the birds again are they bark at the birds no I don't know what they're barking on dogs are weird um but they need to learn that you know uh Vlahovic is a player who have never competed for uh, three titles in one season in Italy now he knows what it takes next season he will be better I'm sure he will be better mm-hmm. and players like quadrado believe because they know what it takes so it doesn't happen instantly just by Max saying it. And it doesn't, you know, take away from the players when Max is saying it. It's just, it just goes both ways. These are just words. Eventually, experience is a huge factor in these scenarios uh, for big teams. So the gathering experience this season is a bad experience, but an experience nonetheless, and they will grow from it. I hope they will grow from it. And I hope Max... Grows from it and learns how to use his words better and utilize his team better. Yeah. And the
0: one thing he does better than sorry is he doesn't throw his players under the bus. You may not like what he says, and it may seem like, what the hell is he talking about? But he always speaks positively about his players. Even like, you know, we've seen some games where Rabio or somebody's having a bad game. You're like, what the hell? What game was Max talking about? He's he's he talks positively about his players. Now, Pirlo just didn't say much. He just he was kind of that's was his demeanor, but. I think that he's trying to. You can see that Max is trying to change the culture slowly. It's going to take time. Like people need to have a little bit more patience with Max.
1: I think Pirlo, Pirlo. um, I wouldn't say he didn't say much, but he shed a lot more. There was a lot transparency. Like he was pretty open, almost shockingly open, with individuals and what was going on behind the scenes. I mean, Morata, uh, he was very, very uh, open about that and everything, and that had fans. You know kind of discussing Morata and uh, like possibly a weak mentality and super emotional and all this, like whereas Max has said nothing but positive about Morata. So it's like, it's interesting the change, right? And that's probably an experience thing because you got to be very careful about what you say to the media and whatnot. So as far as the players go, I don't think I've ever had issues with what Max has said, other than when he called uh, Dybala uh, tuto campiste. (laughs) That's probably the only time I was like, what, man? Come on. But um, in terms of overall what he says, I can't help but feel confusion in where we're at and what identity we're trying to set for the team. That's all. That's all. Um, Now, in moving on with uh, the last tidbit of Max's words that Ant kind of was starting to allude to was a conversation about Vlaovic. Vlaovic has become a recent topic in terms of do we need more. Yesterday was obviously a bad showing, not only from him, but Morata as well. Mm-hmm. Very, very poor. We couldn't get them uh, um, integrated as much as we needed to. You started to see moments in the second half. I kind of pointed it out during the live reactions watch-along where he started to drop back, drop back deeper just to get the ball at his feet and start to uh, help in the buildup and then try to find lanes and avenues. And I thought it was a good idea because this back-to-goal thing, it's not ideal. You don't no, want him game. playing like that the entire time. And you could tell the frustration on him. Max simply said, Dushan needs to remain calm. And he says playing for Juve is much different than playing for Fiorentina. There's two things about that. It's number one, how the teams play against you, as opposed to how they play against Fiorentina. Obviously, he will get more space against Fiorentina because teams will play more openly against a Fiorentina than they will against Juventus. Um, not only that, but the pressure and everything that he puts amongst himself – is also tripled based on the pressure that comes naturally with playing for Juventus. Him grabbing the number seven is applying more pressure to himself. The price um, tag. You know, it's it's a big... It was a ballsy move. We all said that. It's a ballsy move. In my personal opinion, in matches, I'm not saying it's him, but we do need more out of Vlaovic. And I'm not putting it on him Mm -hmm. But as a team, we have to sort this out because we do need to get more out of them. I think it's a complete exaggeration, though. Some of the concerns and saying he's not worth the money and all this. And I think it's kind of not right to completely throw it on Max as well because it just isn't. The fact of the matter is it's a team game. They all have to sort this thing out. If you're getting marked out of a match, it's up to you to try and figure out how you're going to get yourself involved sometimes too it can't always come from the sideline have you ever seen a player have you ever played in a match personally where you're getting tight marked do you run to the sideline and say hey man i can't shake this guy off my back no you've got to be the man you've got to figure it out for yourself and you got to sort that out so everybody's a part of this statistically i've seen the stats everybody's throwing out 17 goals in the first half for fiorentina six for Juventus since there's a 12 game difference there. Okay. There's 22 games in the first half of the season. We're comparing to 10 in the second half. Not only that he's taken PKs for Fiorentina as well. And he was taking pretty much all their free kicks. So it's, and five of those were PKs. So it's by average, he's actually kind of on point.
2: Mm, For what he was doing in
1: terms of the goals thing. So it's not the be all end all. I agree with Max. We have to remain calm on this one. Otherwise, I believe it was Louis uh, earlier who pointed out a good fact. Are we going to run ourselves into the same things like we just did with, you know, potentially Kuliszewski and all this? But Kuliszewski, different story. He did nothing for Juve. Dushan has been fine. We have to figure out how to get him integrated more the team as a whole has to figure Mm -hmm. this thing out cause for concern cause to second guess the purchase my opinion
2: absolutely not you Mm -hmm. guys go on vlog i don't blame him i don't blame him for anything uh just Mm -hmm. you know you need to watch the game he needs to learn okay but it's not a blame it's just something that comes with time uh but you can't watch the game and tell me, oh, there were tons of good balls inside the area and it just missed, and yep. his positioning was bad. No, Juve play badly uh, in attack at the moment. They barely create chances. Where they do, it's sort of half chances or corner kicks or free kicks. I, I, you wouldn't convince me that uh, Benzema or Lewandowski would have done better yesterday in the same game with the same amount of service that Vlahovic got. So he's not at that level yet, but Juve are not creating good chances during matches. It just is. And you can throw it on the striker and say, oh, yeah, this is his fault. Uh, does he score less when Juve's best attacking players are out? Chiesa, Dibala, Mechanic, Quadrado, the guys who are there and creating chances. Of course he does. Play Benzema and Virià with a bunch of non starters, and he will do probably worse. It's just the reality of it. Of course, Juba does worse when all of its attacking threat is missing. Yeah.
0: Oh hundred percent agree. So I'm just looking at his stats here. He had twenty-eight touches. You know, a lot of his play was inside the eighteen where you know he's he's gonna be double teamed in there, so there's not much he can do. He is, and I've been saying this for a while, he is not a back to back to goal striker. He is a striker who wants to run at the net. He wants to run at defenders. And Juventus isn't putting it, putting him in a position to be able to play that way. So, again, there's a lot of people commenting here that once Kiesa comes, I 100% agree with that. I think Chiesa is going to open some lanes up um, for, for the big deuce in. But, yeah, 100% agree. Let's just give it time. 20 Like 22 years old. Like I've – I've lived a whole Doosan more than Doosan has. It's not a whole like let's just let's just pump the brakes on the kid. So, and and you know, in that 80 or 70 million dollar price tag, like that weighs on him too, right? He has this expectation that yeah. I need to perform, so he's gonna put more stress on himself. Like, man, just let's just give him a minute. Ten games, what is yeah. it? 10 games he's played with us. I think those are all City. I think you're talking just City I games or those all games. Anyways, either way, 10 games. Like, what, what are you talking about here? He's gonna be he's gonna be awesome next year. Let's just yeah. uh, full I, I, I want just... to add
2: that he's he's our main goal threat at the moment, and there's nothing else beside it. If you throw in Chiesa in there and you throw in DiBala in there, those are players that demand attention of more than one player. But when Bernardeschi is just dribbling from left to right to the center, and then they can stay in formation; they don't need to give him extra attention, mm-hmm. two men to mark him. It. It leaves the job for the defenders a lot easier to just mark Vlahovic. Throwing Kieza in there, then it's suddenly not that easy. You have to pay attention to him as well. So I can't blame Dushan for being the best attacking player at the moment at Juve and everyone around him. is just not up to the same level.
1: Yeah, I think... Even in terms of assessing Dushan, the reason I'm not like on this whole there's a big big issue. There's we need to still sort out the roster, the lineup. Like you're playing game and game in, game out with guys that aren't even true wingers. Yeah, and sometimes my... your wingers actually are right back. It's like, what are you actually doing? So it's like nobody's taken advantage of the fact that Mac or Dushan's got like three guys on him it's like who's attacking the space yeah. that that creates who's driving there it's like i still see no matter what and this is why i give max like when i just won't tolerate Allegri out talks at this point and say stick with the coach because you can't deny the shortcomings in this roster and the personnel that we put out there on a match-to-match basis like you're always missing something like and- danilo in midfield yeah, like it's just like there's no driver attack that's solid enough that's you know it that requires as much attention as it should out of the midfield. Okay, Zakaria, we know he's more well rounded. Actually, had a brutal game uh, yesterday.
0: Uh, I, was I think a, it was pretty uh, bad.
1: Other than his defensive work rate, uh, Rabiot did the same thing. He played well, but in a defensive phase, you didn't get much out of the attack except for when Miretti kind of rotated himself in and joined the attack. Mm -hmm. You need that consistently. You need somebody consistently that could be the general there that can drive that ball forward out of the midfield. Wingers, we need wingers. If you have no threat of 1v1s or pulling extra defenders out there, those guys can just calmly stay on Dushan Vlaovic, and that's exactly what we're seeing. There's just no, not enough threat outside of him. And as a unit, together, the team play has lacked tremendously. And they haven't been able to maximize having Vlaovic around. Is it going to instantly be better second season? It's going to take time because a lot of these guys seem to be on their way out. And we just got to wait and see what's going to develop there. In terms of a guy that's moved his way out, Dipala's going to be leaving, obviously. A lot of talks about him being checked out. Do you guys get that vibe? Did you get that vibe yesterday? Yeah.
0: Would you you blame him him
1: if he
2: is? Yes. Is he, though? Is he checked out? Yes. He still gets a paycheck. Of course I expect him to not check out is he playing like he's checked out to you Omar I uh, I was on the fence in the last few games but uh, I'm leaning towards yes I don't know there's just something about the the attitude the lack of conviction the reaction when he loses the ball it's just something that wasn't part of his game and now it is just giving up pretty easily which is infuriating and I get his point of things and his side uh with all the contract talks that took too long and uh, since Ronaldo came the way they looked at him but you can't honestly look at that and tell me you were pleased with what you're seeing from him considering he's like the top earner in the team yeah
0: yeah I, I would say that his play isn't uh Maybe what we're used to, but yeah, Luca brings up there. He's not, now you got him as a substitute. You know, he's only got a couple games left. He's trying to figure out where he's got to go. He's got to, you know, he's expected to produce while he's on the field. Now, like you got to remember these, these people are still human beings, right? So I wouldn't blame him for being checked out whether he is or he isn't. I don't know because I'm not in his head. But if he I don't is,
1: start. I don't start him in the Coppa Italia final.
0: What? Yeah, a hundred percent. He starts for me. I yeah, don't start him. You have to win him. that trophy. You have to win it, Al.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I know, and that's my concern is that uh, that's not going to help us. He's still our best player. Uh, for me, he's still. He hasn't player. been. He has not been. But he can be. He, okay, he, that's great. I want to see it though, and I haven't over the past how many matches and entrances. There is a problem there. If we're even talking about him checked out, I don't start him.
0: Wild. Uh, okay, it is wild, I but
1: I would I wouldn't start him. the The Apollo I've seen yesterday, the match before. What I I'm not I'm not into it, man. I, I I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't. Everything. Know. Omar, everything. Oh, do you, can you start I, enough?
2: I don't know. Let's wait till the Genoa match because I don't want to be the executioner that says no uh, Dybala right now. But, you know, he left, He leaves a lot to be desired. He lost some of the stuff that uh, made him Paolo. a uh, conviction. And playing for your team is a high value for Juve, for Juve fans and for Juve players. And when you suddenly see a player that doesn't act that way, it annoys me, of course it annoys me. I wanna <laughs> see more from him. Okay, let's uh, let's all agree that he was never a super sub. He oh, he was always a player who did his best performances when starting and you know, it wasn't like a Douglas Costa who came in at the 60th minute and yeah, back. He,
0: he needs to play more
2: minutes.
1: Yeah, the it, only just... the only thing and also what's this saving against Sassuolo? He scored a goal. It's his job. What is this saving us? Come on, we needed the second one too. Come on, enough of this. I I quit. I quit a lot of
2: jobs, and I never allowed myself
1: to. The only thing, only thing saving Paulo Dybala is the level of the replacements and the roster. That's the only thing. If we were even more comfortable. I'm telling you, and even in the state we're in, I'm second-guessing starting Paul Dybala against Inter. And even more so if that's the team he ends up choosing wants to go to. Like, I don't know. If we're talking about a guy being checked out, I want this trophy badly this season. And if he's going to put out stinkers and look uninterested, then I just... I'd rather not. I'd rather not if he's going to be uninterested and checked out. Do I blame him? All this none of that matters. It's is he gonna be the Paulo that is, in fact, our best player? Because as of late, I can honestly say I haven't seen it. I haven't is seen
0: it. Paulo him. at 80% is better than anybody replacing him. That's potentially true.
1: So, right? Like, who are we kidding?
0: Is he a hundred percent? Fit fully ready to go, Bernadeschi is nowhere near as good as Dybala. DiBala has to start in that Cup Italia final. What are we? Talking I don't think about? he has to. The, I don't. The think thing he is, it's
2: it's just it's a bet. Which Dybala you're going to get? Exactly, and that's a matter. problem. And I'm saying it doesn't it, matter. It does matter. It does matter. It, it almost cost just a few games. He lost a lot of balls. He didn't track back, and it just seemed disinterested. We don't need players who don't want to play or don't want to give it their. 200% every match in a final. So if there's someone else who's willing that Quadrado gives his 100% better for better or for worse. Sure. Yeah. Contract, if we go no 433 three,
1: and Quadrado's the replacement, I'm telling you, I'd probably take that to be honest with you. I'd probably go quad morata vlahovic up top if that's the route we want to go. And if you wanted to go 4231, <sighs> That's where it gets tricky because then you're mm-hmm. trying to make a call of Berna over Dibala, which is just not gonna. No, come if, out, if right? this is
2: the option, then 100 Dibala.
1: But I don't think this clear. He has. To, I don't think that's the case right now. I Don't think that's the case right now, enough. guys. Not for that though. That was good though. <laughs> Got the blood pumping. Most improved player. Lewis is gonna love. Not this even close. Discussion. Who is the most improved player this season?
0: It's not even close. Well, hang on. Did you want me to start or Ormar do you want to start?
1: I don't care who starts it. Let's go.
0: For me, it was McKenney. It was McKenney by a country mile and then he got hurt. and now it's Rabio and I don't even think I don't even think it's close. Now, Rabio has not been injured. He's been consistently consistent especially in 2022, the, this this half of the season. He hasn't been great. You know, He's not a superstar, but he hasn't been terrible, as some people in our group like to say he is. I think I think he's been the most improved. And it's not even close.
1: Omar, <laughs> most improved. Look, and there's one more player. There,
2: you can make a shout-out for tons of players. You can say Rugani. You can say Deshin. That's the other one. You can even say Pellegrini um Mm -hmm. but i think i'd go with Antier. i think mckinney has became a player we're sorely missing Mm -hmm. uh which wasn't the case last season he started with a bang then dipped off this season he was you know it was talked about leaving in january because he has the most value but then he bought his place back through his uh, plays and we always complain that our midfield doesn't contribute much, much to the attack so our highest scoring midfielder can't be a problem and definitely something we're missing right now. And like I mentioned earlier, all of the goals came from defenders. Um, so I'll give it to McKennie. I think his presence was lack, was most lacking because you can say mm-hmm. Chiesa, but honestly, he wasn't that good this season anyway. So McKennie for me, I agree. And oh. uh, look, you can make the shout out for, uh, for Rabiot. Of course, he can uh, because he was there. But as far as my personal preference, McKinney.
1: I don't know. So when I look at all these guys, like Weston improved, is it the most improved? Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's the most improved player. In terms of Rabio, it's funny because, like, he's been on a good stretch. But I said yesterday to Anth on the watch along, the funniest thing about Rabio is he could be putting in a good shift, a strong, strong shift. And, then, and it's always one blackout that takes place and usually costs us. And that's yeah. what kills him. It's what kills Arabio. But,
0: but the last the time he did was Villarreal.
1: That playing, was the last one he did. If he's playing I think. and Zakaria is playing there, you have two guys doing extensive amount of defensive work and – Like, that's it. If Rabia was the only guy that had to do it in a three man mid, then it's okay and you can get away with it. His numbers yesterday, I mean, were pretty strong. I mean, he had what eight or nine out of 10 or 11 duels won. He had three interceptions, two of them critical ones. Um, You know, like he's doing his work. Aerial duels, he won 75% of them. Like, he's doing his job on the defensive end. And that's all. If you expect more, you're not going to get it. But in terms of him, is he most improved? I don't necessarily know. I could say he's even most improved. He's up there, but I think hands down, Rugani is the most improved, in my Pretty particular sure, too, yeah. opinion, because we went from a guy who we couldn't trust against any side. Mm-hmm. And he played every single time he was called upon this season, and he was not a problem. People want to highlight that one PK that went against him. It wasn't even really a scenario where you can really put him at fault, and I can't say that one of his replacements wouldn't have been in that same position based on the run of play, which was that PK. Rugani, Look, for me, would have to be the most improved on this team. Look, team. The,
2: the, the question is not that fair to the entire roster, because in order to improve, you have to be bad at first, so Rugani and the Shiro are immediately in this conversation. I have higher expectations from Dibala. That's why if he does better than everyone else, I wouldn't say he has improved. Okay, so this question refers to mainly the guys that were either bad or young and we haven't seen before. I can well, throw it re- re- it's, it's I can throw it to
1: all of them because it's like from one season to the next, who made the biggest jump? So I can throw the most improved player.
2: Ch- if Dybala wanted to a bad game. be the
1: most improved player, yeah, he would have to be lights up. He would also have to stay fit. It would be a, a combination of different things. He could qualify for most improved. We don't have to necessarily say this is just for the guys who have been pretty bad overall. It could be for all of them, but it's just the It can be, but your different. eyes...
2: But all of us threw players out that were bad. Like, none of us threw... At, once I again, see. I can say it's Chesney because he wasn't all that good last season and he started this season horribly and then kept his, you know, his momentum but Chesney's, going again.
1: Chesney's always been steady, Eddie. So I don't really see Chesney a- had a yeah, about, about half improved. season. in terms Go of ahead. Weston, too. Weston, I don't even see as improved from last year. I see him just as good as he showed last season. It's just consistency was a thing. Just like this year, he started off poor but then got hot last season. He was good at the start, and then had a hip problem and kind of faded. I don't think he actually improved. I think he's been the same.
0: Mechanic. You could you could also throw Bernadeschi in there because he wasn't much last year. And then he started the year off yeah. with a bang, like he was our yeah. best player in September, October, and then he got that one injury, uh, October or a phantom
1: whatever. injury that nobody really knew what the hell was even going no, on. That, 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 but that was
2: recently. That was like right, in and then no, March,
0: and then he was. Um, he, I think he was on track to be our best player the first half of the year, and then yeah, he got that phantom injury yeah. over Christmas or for like earlier in this calendar year, and then he just fell
1: off But he he yeah. started off the bank for sure. I was saying Weston sucked last year. Not the Sometimes first hours. half.
0: I'm not. I'm not sure where. First half of the, the season sleep, last year. Are you serious? Sleep. Sucked. Alex doesn't get good sleep. Yeah, I'm not sure where. Look, he Weston.
1: I don't Weston think so. was oh, our okay.
2: rotational player last year. But now he has to be in the starting eleven. Yeah, I mean, that's that's get improvement.
0: We get, get sleep. Sleep's important. I'm not.
2: That's sure. improvement. I don't know what ants
1: mumbling about. Him. I'm not sure. What? no
0: nothing i'm, I'm good
1: well, it's uh it's good it's good anyways <laughs> let's go let's go we're wrapping up we've got Genoa next okay so they stink rest everybody get some guys some minutes for some sharpness i'm gonna say this right now you play some youngsters play some youngsters but at the same time I want to see some guys rotate in probably towards the end of the game just to get a little bit of match sharpness. Does um, so Lawich start? Ahead of uh, Inter. I don't think he needs to start it, but I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, maybe finish up, hopefully bag a goal just to get that uh, going for him. I hate seeing him like be frustrated going into that match against Inter when he's going to face... Uh, starting a Sterner test but what do you how do you guys feel do you just rest everybody do you want to see some guys keep up match uh, sharpness what do you think do yeah, we care i, if we I
2: win? To... no but i care about worse. match
1: sharpness going in against yeah. inter i wouldn't want to rest everybody and just go into that game
2: off training sessions for the start i round. would just use a lot of the rotational players maybe not all of the youngsters but i do want to see rugani in there i would even give a shout out to Pinsolio to be in goal um, let Sandro play. I don't want him against Inter. Let the Shilio play, Um uh, Miretti obviously get one of Sula or Ake to play. The rest should be starters. And uh, rest, so Omar like, wants a complete doubting. overall? not complete overall. You know, Rugani still has to partner either of the lake Bonucci or Keilini. But let these guys play, and it doesn't matter anymore. Just let them run out. This is a good and- point. What? This is a good point. That's what Val- like like
1: confidence. I'd like to see him bag a goal. I'd hate to see him go into that match games Inter frustrated with the test he's going to face. But again, like I
2: said, you do want to rest these guys. Uh, rest Rabio, rest Danilo, rest the guys who are important to the starting 11 and need to Rabiot's play important. midweek. Blue's gonna be important top. against Inter. I'm sorry, we <laughs> don't have P- anyone else. That sweet Lucifer Can we clip to come that? out there on the uh, call,
1: down. call everybody. Ah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, but yes, obviously, the Copitalia. Like, we gotta get this trophy, mm-hmm. gotta get this trophy, have to beat one of these teams ahead of us this season. You have and this to do is. It.
0: This is sorry, Al. This is what I was saying before. This is where people are like, "Oh, why doesn't Max do what I say?" Because I'm on my coach on Twitter and I can tell Max what to do. This is a perfect example. Max now has to balance players to play on Friday and players to play next Wednesday. Just like what we're talking about here. Who do you start? Who do you sit? It's all great points. You want guys. You want Vlaovic to play to get a goal, hopefully get a goal to build his confidence, but you don't want to burn him out. For that game, the game's in Milan, right? It's at the San Siro, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, it's not like we have to travel to Dubai or some shit. But and that's that's the tough part of being a manager. Who do you put in there? Omar. I agree with everything you said, but is he going to do that much of a rotation of the lineup? So it's it's
2: not easy. Like it's. I I believe he would. I I actually he believe might. he would. He, he did that in the past, uh, in all of the season. He let a lot, of guy, a lot of rotational guys play in the closing game of the season where there was nothing on the line anymore. Yeah.
1: So last one, celebrating top four. I've seen this out there a lot and just a lot of fans saying, well, we should be embarrassed and whatnot and all this. And then others saying, why the hell can't we celebrate it? We celebrated last season. Um, for me this is really really simple number one I said earlier in this podcast you have a team that ultimately if you're not first you're still just one of the losers okay so oh, I don't think night. we need to get to a point to celebrate fourth what I do that does not mean we can't be happy about this mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different things at play yesterday you said uh, I saw a lot of the messages saying well listen here You were celebrating last season at the last match when we needed help from Verona and everything like this. Different scenarios, okay? Last season, with Pirlo taking over, a coach with no history, no no experience, no nothing, literally didn't even have his ticket when he got the job. A lot of us thought that we could come out of this season with absolutely nothing. We thought we could come out of that season with absolutely nothing. The 10th straight was in jeopardy. We like you could see it coming. Like maybe something would go down. The problem is as it got closer, even if we said we were willing to take that hit in order to move forward, uh, you know, with the philosophy and everything, nobody was truly ready to take that hit. Okay. So we celebrated it because we still made it in and ultimately like we need to be there as far as resources go this season, the expectations are completely different. The expectations mm-hmm. the second Allegri comes in come with the territory, the territory of his salary, his history and his winning his winning record. Like that automatically changes those expectations. So for us to finish fourth and whatnot, that's just because overall all of our feelings were expecting more from Max. No matter what roster he has, no matter what, we all, you all have this faith in Max. And I had the same faith because I called it. I said, I believe Max takes us to the Scudetto. It, it, it is what it is, but it's different feelings. Uh, and every season is different in its entirety. Did we celebrate top four? Obviously, we wanted higher last season, but the reality was we could have seen losing everything with Pirlo. And it is what it is. What are your guys' thoughts on this topic as we kind of wrap things up? I don't know if we're going to have time for Storm the Barn today, unfortunately, but what do you guys think about this celebrating top four? Uh,
0: I'll, I'll go quick, Omer. We, we can't be happy about it. Like we, we have to be angry because Pierlo did it, but now we don't like Allegri, so we have to be angry that it's not first. Yeah, it's it's something to celebrate. Like that's okay. Are we going to be running around the field like, you know, Pumping our fists like they did last year no because we expected more this season the season got derailed with a bunch of injuries got derailed when our leading goal scorer left after the first game he pounded off to england so uh yeah i'm happy about it great but moving forward this is it's not acceptable now first second based on the roster based on max at max's expectations starting june or whenever the the uh, the summer Mercado start starts no I'll be happy about it now but next year I won't be hmm.
2: yeah Omer. I expect more next year let's say that uh, there, there's no clear-cut answer because there are good arguments to both sides mm-hmm. uh, on one hand Max like Anthony said used all the excuses a manager can get this season so uh, next season he starts with an empty bucket of excuses and if it doesn't work out then he's to blame um am I happy Mm, sort of we won we're Juve and you can't take these things for granted Uh, a decade ago Arsenal were a team that always in the Champions League now they'd be dying for a top four finish so things change drastically and you don't know how long it's going to last and the slope is very slippery So, enjoy while you can because it might not be the case. That's just how football works. Do I expect more from Juve? Of course, I do. But saying that after a season like that, when we know everything that has happened since Ronaldo left to the point that Chiesa got injured and McKenny and Lucatelli, uh, would be just, you know, expecting something that is not realistic. Finishing top four, uh, finishing first, winning the Scudetto after everything that's happened. Is not realistic, that would have been a magical move by Allegri to pull a Scudetto in a season like that. So I'm kind of on the fence, I'm happy, but no more excuses. Next season, yeah, I'm either a Scudetto Challenger or nothing. And you still I ripped off move. 15 unbeaten. Like, let's I not think here's that. what
1: it comes down to everybody wants to say the deficit that was cut and all this and whatnot. Well, we put ourselves in that deficit that mm-hmm. plays into it, mm-hmm. okay, at the end of the day. No, I I truly don't believe we need to celebrate fourth. Last year, yeah, we celebrated because we almost lost it and we need it. We need it. We need the resources. So it's a different feeling. Ultimately, this team needs to achieve more and needs to be thinking forward. Happy? Of course, because again, we need the resources and I'm happy. And I think we should all be happy because of the fact that when others go through transitional years, they have completely gone irrelevant. And Juventus has remained in that mix, which is good. Scudetto, the fact that we were even fighting for it at one point, like even could have made a dent and it came down to still not being able to beat one of those teams ahead of us, that hurts. But that's a Mm -hmm. big, big pat on the back through this season and everything that went down that we were in there and had teams above us thinking about us. So it is what it is. But ultimately, to celebrate, again – Be happy, but I don't think it's celebration material. That's like last year. Happy, because we got to get in there. We need those resources. But celebrating, I don't necessarily know celebrating. I think we were more celebrating two trophies out of a rookie manager that I think, honestly, we all could have seen getting absolutely nothing out of. Completely different feelings. Still happy, not necessarily celebrating because – it's not where Juve should be, and we have higher ambitions and higher expectations, and that's normal, and I agree with all of you. Next season. Next season. Alex P., it's good foundation. Next 100%. season. Everybody, like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed. Okay, enter yourself. All subscribers automatically entered to win the Vlawish jersey away kit. And uh, check out com, our sponsor. Check out the jersey throwback crew necks. Lippy. Ton of other great designs. Okay, you guys have been awesome today in the live chat. There was a lot going on there. There's so many great comments we couldn't even get to because you guys yeah. were just rifling off there. It was great. Omar, Anthony, always a pleasure. Um, we got the victory. We've got Champions League secured. Let's see what will fall. We've got uh, obviously Genoa and then the Coppa Italia. Okay, so uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens as far as rotation and everything. But uh, this season, Syria, that's where we fall. We might be able to overtake Napoli, which I would laugh. And I know Anthony's got the receipts on I that one. I know that. he's got the receipts on that all one uh, for Twitter. So uh, yeah, follow us at all UVCast. All of our team members, their tags and handles are in the description here. Let's get into it. Prediction, results. Anish was very, very concerned. Let's get to these. I'll just tell you real quick here who ended up taking it. It might have been you, Anish, but uh, I you calculator? I was supposed to get to this sooner. I did not. That's on me. But uh, as far as the cards go, Anish believes that he got it uh, correct. You did not because you called one minute in. Yeah. Uh, I- yeah, I remember you <laughs> saying that you got it right. You did not. Uh first card came at 25th minute and was actually Juve. Nobody had Juve getting the first card, but if it went by minute, it was myself at the 24th minute. Tie break goes there. If you go in offsides for Juventus, they had zero, zero offsides. Omar being the closest at two. If you get into uh half point shots. Attempts Juventus had 17 with four on target. That puts Omar at the lead. Halftime score was 1 0. Juventus, myself, and Anish. Full time was obviously 2 1. The only one uh, coming close there. Anish had 2 0, probably the closest goal scores. Vlaovic and a center back goal. We all had Vlaovic Dybala. You know what? Anish, pretty close, it, buddy. He you did. got it. It was close. Yeah. you got it. It was a close one. You edged it out. Reach out on uh, Twitter. We'll get you a sticker pack from uh, StripedTartsPeril.com. Congrats, everybody. We'll talk to you uh, at the match day live. I'll be seeing you all week with news updates, and then uh, of course match day live for Gen 1, Another post match podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for the continued support. And let's keep pushing for 2K. I want to get there by season's end. There's only a few matches left. Let's go. Spread the word. Jerseys, okay? Let's go. Let's give this away to some lucky subscriber. Fino alla Fina, Forza Juve. Let's go.